0: Hello, everybody. We're coming to you with a special live edition of Half Court and Midrange. And when I say live, it's not like you're listening to us right now. We're still recording it. But we are currently watching the pre-coverage for the NBA Draft Lottery. <laughs> So, Ray, do you want to... Um, I have Ray here with me, obviously. Hello. Um, Ray, do you want to just give a little explanation of the NBA draft lottery and why this current moment is so important to you?
1: Yeah, so this is the most important day on the NBA calendar. I think we actually discussed that on a podcast a few years ago, maybe. Um, but this is the event where the NBA determines the order the teams will draft players in in the upcoming uh, draft Um, and basically the way that they do that is all of the teams that don't make the playoffs they get a certain number of lottery balls um, that are chosen for the first second and third picks um, so that the worst team has a quarter of the balls (laughs) the, the, <laughs> the i lasted this long ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i lasted that long yeah. um the last the the team with the best record that did not make the playoffs uh does not get very many lottery balls they basically have less than a one percent shot to get the first pick um and so then yeah they 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 have this fancy schmancy process where like I don't know a consulting firm maybe Ernst & Young or somebody um, r- conducts this lottery uh, with team representatives present my
0: understanding was that it was Deloitte but I might uh, be wrong it could be oh, no. I thought it was Ernst
1: & Young but is, I or, is that where
0: Doug Colby works? <laughs> uh, did he oh he works for Groupon you're right yeah <laughs> I I don't know. Actually, it's a good question. Uh, I have a hard time solutions.
1: Yeah, um, I have a hard time distinguishing the consulting firms in a lot of different contexts. So, what would you um, say is
0: the best consulting firm?
1: The best consulting. It seems like people think that it's. I think the consensus is probably that it's McKinsey. Oh yeah, that's
0: what I would say too. Isn't that uh, weird that we know that's the best consulting firm?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of folks at UVA did it or wanted to do it, and right. so it was kind of that's how I and a lot of systems engineers did it or wanted or did, went into consulting, including myself. And so,
0: oh yeah, a little bit
1: familiar with that. But um, okay,
0: sorry. So the, we we got derailed here <laughs> on the process of the lottery as it currently stands, which is yes. there's lottery balls, and the consulting firm, which is an independent third party, is running it. Yes.
1: Um, and all of the teams send a representative, and they go into this room. They do let some reporters in. Zach for ESPN, has done some good pieces on all the little quirky things people do and the superstitions in play. Um, and then they pick these. They they pick the top three, and then the rest of the picks go in order, um, basically of how bad the teams' records were. Uh, so this is a this is. I really basically the draft is one of the best ways to get a potential superstar player. Superstar players normally don't get traded and uh or they get traded for a whole lot. Um and they normally don't switch teams in free agency. Uh so that has happened a, a couple of times notably twice with LeBron James and once recently with Kevin Durant, but uh generally speaking it it doesn't happen that much. Yeah.
0: It's funny when people like the, you know the decision it was like the decision, and there was like a couple options, and then he was like, "I'm going to announce my decision." One kind of you know, what if what if normal people did that too? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you that out there? Should
1: we have a decision podcast? <laughs>
0: no, I have no. I I've, I've never made a decision in my life. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs>
1: Maybe, yeah, okay. I, it would be fun to announce a decision on the podcast.
0: Any sort of decision?
1: Yeah. Um, um, yeah, a lot of the decisions I make now don't seem to be that consequential, so I don't know how much intrigue there would be.
0: Like what I'm having for dinner. Yeah. That's my decision. Yeah, that's like one I make most days. Um, okay, so draft lottery. <laughs> are the Philadelphia 76ers in this draft lottery?
1: They most definitely are in this draft lottery.
0: Is that why you're wearing a hat that has ear flaps uh, and it says 76ers and then you're also wearing a shirt that says trust the process and then some other words that I can't see because the way you're holding your arm kind of makes it hard?
1: Yes, I am. uh, I am wearing some Philly gear. Also, some some context, there are these uh, passionate Sixers fans and kind of cultish Sixers fans that... Uh, I listened to a couple of guys who do this podcast. It's called the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. And they are they have basically rented out or they're using a huge restaurant bar thing by the stadiums in Philadelphia. Uh, and they probably have about 3,500 to 4,000 people right there right now um, to watch this draft lottery and to potentially celebrate uh, if the Sixers get the top pick or a good pick. Um, and so I'm kind of wearing this in solidarity. There was a couple notable things that happened at this event event tonight. One, they raised a banner for Sam Hinkey, a former general manager of the Sixers, uh, who's kind of the architect of this process or this team building. How uh, high
0: are the ceilings in this bar?
1: Like very high, probably... I'm trying to think of an example. Like, I don't know a bar in, in New Orleans that has higher ceilings. Probably like a like a concert hall ceiling. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, they raised this Is banner. that a Philadelphia thing, having high ceiling bars? I think I think the thing is in these, like, sports stadium complexes, they'll... <laughs> I don't get the joke. <laughs> I don't get the joke. But, yeah, I think in these sports complexes, they just have these big, big old bars, and then they have like thousands of people come into them before and after the game so um so anyhow at this event they did that and somebody suggested they all wear black basically this this person who a lot of us appreciate was kind of forced out of the organization uh in a way that upset a lot of us Uh, and so the idea was to raise the banner to celebrate him and to wear black as a sign of mourning Mm, just um, like
0: the Wizards and the Celtics wore black occasionally in their yes. series with each other.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think it's a real shame that they both didn't wear black to Game 7. Yes. Um, Just for some context for the listeners, there is a, th- these teams had developed a rivalry. There was a game during the regular season where the w- Wizards decided to wear all black, suggesting that it was the Celtics' funeral uh, and then during the playoffs, the Celtics were trying to eliminate the Wizards in Game Six. They would have done so if they'd won, and they were all black to the game, uh, which was funny because a bunch of them, when the Wizards did it, were like, "We just play basketball," you know. Um.
0: So, so yeah. So now I'm all wearing all black. And for context, right now, uh, I'm I usually wear all black. <laughs> uh i'd say more often than not that's a lie but i i do wear all black more often than other people do maybe i'm wearing black pants uh and i'm wearing a shirt that has a stencil of nick holiday's face my former bandmate uh and a dota 2 player uh 3k mmr Uh, (laughs) is that his handle no 3k mmr is like how good he is at dota okay which is not as good as Guthrie. Guthrie is 4k MMR versus oh, wow. a professional player would be like seven to nine K. Okay. For, so it's
1: nine you K know. is the top you can be.
0: No, it's like an ELO sort of system. Okay. Um, and so like, it could be, yeah, okay. you could get up higher and like people are like going higher and higher. Cause it's like the same as chess where there's like ELO inflation and stuff. Okay. Um, anyway, that's an aside. We, um, we okay so to set the scene a little bit here we got we got ray over here in his full uh funeral for sam Hankey, uh sixers support gear before we move on for that party we should also say a jeweler sponsors this podcast and they
1: gave away a six thousand dollar engagement ring um as long as the person who who got it proposed at the lottery party so that already happened somebody proposed uh in front of thirty five hundred people uh, wearing black uh, to uh, to be clear, watch
0: the lottery and celebrate Sam or mourn Sam Hinkie. To be clear, when Ray says this podcast, he's talking about hit the um, oh, I'm sorry the <laughs> Ricky Sanchez the rights to Ricky Sanchez the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, yeah. not this podcast. Yeah, that's confusing. no one has proposed anything besides um, watching more basketball yeah. afterwards uh, yeah. at this podcast. Yes, Ray and right. I are the only ones here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's incredible. Someone, uh, someone actually proposed at a draft—not even a draft watching party, a draft lottery watching party. Yes,
1: with thirty-five hundred crazy people, and actually, it looked—it looked more or less like a regular engagement. You know, like it was a relatively long proposal. Uh, the gal was choked up, and you know, it just
0: it looked just looked like a you know regular proposal with at a weird place. Do you think they like maybe they like bonded by like watching a lot of Sixers games or something? Um, maybe, and I think she was wearing Sixers gear. Um, or maybe she's like really thrifty, and she was just like, "Oh yes, you got a you know a free engagement ring." Yes, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and I think probably, and I think people are. Just excited to get engaged probably in a lot of context. Maybe that's not how a lot of people would have dreamt
0: it up. But it's still yeah. an exciting thing that someone, you know, asks you to marry them. Yeah. No matter the context. I've heard a lot of engagement stories in my day and it's all nice, right? Yeah. Uh, we are sponsored by Pachamama's Pantry. Uh, who recently has been slinging some gardenia syrup, so if yes. anyone wants to get engaged at during one of our podcasts, we will give you a free uh, jar what they? it comes in a jar of gardenia syrup yes um,
1: yes, and if you don 't want to en- get engaged on our podcast to get that, you can buy it at hollygrove market it 's on sale starting today. Wow, Stefan and I served some some cocktails featuring it at the Hollygrove fundraiser last night, and uh, it was a hit. Very nice. People found it to be both refreshing um, and interesting. Um, If you want to get married on our podcast,
0: we'll give you three things (laughs) of the Gardenia syrup.
1: Yeah. Are you, I guess we'll have to get Michael to officiate. Michael's a good friend. Michael's a good
0: officiant. Yes. Um, Yes.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: Okay. So, uh, we're watching the, uh, and for more setting the scene, just, uh, we covered the, uh, people getting married yeah, sort of thing we did. we're watching on my 60 inch television which i just got uh which i'm pretty excited about right now it's that uh, we're having a little bit of internet problems so it's kind of uh going a little slow um but yeah it's an art television it uh <laughs> Belong to, you. we're also sponsored by Avery Lawrence, the artist, uh, check him out in galleries. Oh no, it's actually an error occurred during playback. I'm going to have to refresh it. So Ray, you got to describe Ray, describe what this television looks like.
1: Okay. So it is a 60 inch television as court said. Um, it's got some wood two by fours that make a frame more or less like a picture frame. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, I'd say it's, good good for viewing the screen might be a little bit cut off by the 2x4s um but yeah i think it's really nice and it's a it's a it's a, it's a it brings like a softer element to the interior of the space than i think just a regular television with a black frame would bring um yeah it's a little bit more warm and inviting um it's also cutting off uh, like a painting on the wall um, that creates another interesting effect. This is a TV that Cortland and I were watching Dota on, which I found to be a kind of relaxing experience, although kind of stressful sometimes, because there's sometimes all the people kind of fight each other, and then there's these little oh, that's what I, I can talk about while Cort's doing this. So, my friend had uh, my friend Kelly had a birthday party where we played um capture the flag with these little flower bags uh so you would you know standard capture the flag for the most part you're trying to get the other team's flag you get people out by hitting them with these flower bags that were a flower stuffed in pantyhose tied up um and you would throw it at people and it was it was pretty fun and it reminded me how much it is uh, like Dota 2 and...
0: Capture the flag is? Yeah. Oh,
1: interesting. And I was thinking... Because I people was wondering a lot of pantyhose and... Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, because there's like different teams and they're trying to go against the base or something. Yeah. So there's like the setup of the... You know, you have the base
1: in like opposite corners, right? And you have... um. You have, like, a way to, like, respawn and capture the flag. You get out. In this game, we were going to the, like, pole to get
0: back into the game. You would have to run. It wasn't like your team had to come rescue. You You just had to run to a neutral place and then respawn from there. I like that, actually, because then it gets really annoying when you have the jail and, like, people are, like, just trying to, like, it turns into, like, a fight to, like, try to grab people out of there.
1: Yes. Um. I agree. I agree. It was nice. So, there's, so, yeah, there's respawning in Dota. I guess you respawn on a certain cycle. Court would know more than me, but.
0: There's all sorts of factors that go into how long your respawn time is. Actually, the most recent patch removed the uh, respawn talents where okay. it would have a respawn time reduction. Okay. But uh, you can get an item such as a bloodstone. <laughs> this is all correct. I only know this stuff because I'm wearing the Nick Holiday t-shirt right now. You're hunting Nick Holiday. Shout out to Nick
1: Holiday. Um so what are some other there's some other elements. Okay, I think this was the biggest. Well actually, so you have to collect um in this the way we played, you had to collect the flower bags. Um and so like if you had two and you threw them away and you didn't get them back, then you don't have any like ammo, you know, to get people out. Oh, I see. Um so I think in Dota you have to collect
0: things, right? probably you get gold from yeah collecting yeah and you can collect bounties and stuff like that so. yeah um so there is that how many people were on each team well
1: this is actually where uh, there's probably around five or six adults on each team but then there were a lot of kids um and they had a limited understanding of the rules i think they had a lot of uh, excitement, they had a lot of energy, they had a lot of aggression. Um but not they didn't quite understand the rules. Um, yeah. And so I decided that they were like the creeps. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cuz one th- like they're just kind of always there and then they're they're definitely playing by different rules. They they were on teams, but we ultimately kind of just decided they're kind of neutral of things um in a weird
0: way yeah i agree with you with this comparison in a weird way and also i agree with it's like also like the people you play with on the internet like Mm. (laughs) the creeps are the ones who know the rules and you are very predictable but the people that you play with on the internet are childish and yeah just unpredictable and you can just effectively ignore them because they're probably going to say some really atrocious stuff to you yes on the team speak yes yes (laughs) that's right
1: um so but basically you would, you know, and and these kids are fast. Like Ailey is fast. Mm. Um, Jonah has a motor. That kid, this Jonah is, how old is Jonah? He's maybe four. He's, a, he's If he's not four, he's around four. But he can run for a long time. Not very fast. He has short little legs. But he run for a long time and he will just, he just won't go away. And so if you just try to jog in the corner, he just is like, Chugging and giggling, um, and so they're always there, and then they can hit you with their bags, right? Oh yeah, they and then can. You have to follow the but rules. But when you hit them with their bags, they don't. They don't go out. They just keep coming at you, you know. And so you just had to say, "Look, this is cool, but when you hit me with the bag, I'm not going to go out either."
0: Oh, uh, you know, little little show them how the world works. Yeah, a little mano a mano.
1: Yeah, manu e means-
0: yeah, mono Ginobili. Yes. Uh, they, uh, so we're we're still watching the coverage now. They have Alonzo Mourning here. He's here for the Miami Heat. <laughs> they had a 0.5 percent chance of getting the number one overall pick. Yes. This is these are this is
1: this draft. I find this program to be really hilarious and awkward. So right now they represent they're they're introducing. The person that is representing each team. Alvin. Um, The Pelicans representative, head coach Alvin Gentry, uh, just got announced. (laughs) Michael Finley. (laughs) Michael Finley is stone cold. He is representing the Dallas Mavericks. All right, we
0: got Dave Jurger. Zero percent chance for number one pick. That's funny because the Kings have to switch picks with the Sixers. Yes. What they really mean is he still has to be there because they could get a different pick. Walt Frazier, Clyde. Okay, so Clyde is the color commentator for the Knicks, like, local channel and is also just the best. And he's wearing a suit that is, like, how would you describe this suit, Ray? A
1: purple floral pattern. Is it... Actually, is that a paisley pattern?
0: I wanted to say paisley as well. Okay, I think that's right. And it, it appears they're interviewing. So they went through, like, various teams and now they've stopped at the Knicks because Clyde is sort of, like, Oh no! They switched again. Now they're at Andrew Wiggins for uh, Minnesota. He really, he really switched up his hair. Yeah, he has some cornrows. Uh, yeah. Frank Vogel for Orlando. Is he that... looks unhappy. Yeah, they had an 8.8 uh, percent chance of getting. it. Oh my goodness! Embiid, Joel, Raymond. the process. Embiid, Joel Embiid is on Stone screen. Stone cold. He's wearing a striped shirt that looks like he's from France. Uh, he is. Angry at the interviewer right now. He's no, he's not Johnny, really. He he's just like a is giant emotionless. list. West yeah. <laughs> he's um, sitting right next to Magic Johnson. Magic uh, Johnson disagrees with whatever this reporter is saying. Yes, maybe we should. Yeah, I think. That yeah, we should our, explain this. Yeah.
1: So this you. So teams can trade. Magic Johnson is cracking
0: up at something Joel Embiid said, probably because it's hilarious. If we want to try to have the sound on at the same time, I think that would be wonderfully chaotic. Maybe you yeah. can listen while I'm talking at the same time. This is one of those experimental so art
1: forms that we're getting. Ray's into right turning now. up the
0: sound on the TV. He's aiming for the bottom right corner. Uh, he w- he wasn't, but oh yeah, now he's got it up. The volume is increasing. All right, now so we're listening to this reporter. She's asking a question to Joel Embiid. And, oh, no, she was asking Magic Johnson, who is representing the Lakers. And so, Ray, maybe you want to explain what the deal is with, like, the Lakers and the Sixers? Yeah, yeah so so teams can trade their draft picks. Sorry, not fast enough. Now we're at, <laughs> this is the thing with the live pick. Yeah. We have uh, friends of Noah, <laughs> Devin Booker, Brad, and Noah Smith. <laughs> That's kind of nice. I'm assuming that it's, like, a kid who probably yeah. had some bad luck. Yeah. Uh and is there as his friend. Yes. Um Oh. Boston I'm glad governor. this lady said Wick Grossbook is the managing partner slash gov Boston governor. I don't know he what that means. sounds like
1: a character like s- in
0: Tropic Thunder. Yeah, Wick Grossbeak or something. I don't know. This sounds like some real Boston stuff right there. Yeah. Okay, let's do something. Else. So teams
1: can trade their draft picks to other teams. So sometimes they, I can just say, "Okay, Court, I would like if you would would you like to trade me player X, and I will give you my draft pick in 2017." So we could just do that trade if we both agreed on it. Right. But we could also say, "Court, I would like player X. Um, I am willing to offer you my draft pick, but only if it is not one of the top three picks." Uh, that effectively, in a simplified way. Uh, the Sixers have the right to the Lakers pick if it is not one of the top three picks. Uh, The Lakers were the third worst team in the league this year. Um, So they are the third best odds to get the first pick. And basically a 50-50 shot, I think actually it's a uh, 53-47 shot. Which one is which?
0: 53 shot of keeping their pick? Um,
1: I think they have a 50 it's either 52 or 53 percent shot of losing the pick oh wow so it's um,
0: slightly in the sixers favor to yes. get the lakers pick
1: yes um and basically so yeah if they do not get in the top three they get four or lower the sixers will get their pick um and actually so if, and if it doesn't convey this year if, if the sixers don't get it
0: this year they'll get it next year wherever it falls unprotected um, unprotected which, protected. So the terminology here, protected, is where it's like that was what Ray was saying about like if it's in the top three, then we keep it. Yeah. Um.
1: So that's going to be exciting. Uh, I it would be fun to get to one. They, so the best scenario for the Sixers would be to get the first. The, the Sixers also the Sixers are the most confusing team in this scenario, because um, they also had a trade. That allows them, if the Kings get a higher pick, they can switch it with their pick. Um, they got pick
0: swap rights. Um. All right, we got we have Jerome Pickett on the screen. It's kind of he's an NBA senior vice president. Real quick, we just want to give a little shout out to a longtime listener, dedicated listener, Amy Grainer, who uh, brought to our attention this sort of like weird NBA conspiracy theory guy. And one of it was this article in the New Yorker, and one of the linked things was um, uh, the NBA draft lottery being rigged in 1985. And so I watched this guy's video. And so, 1985, uh, this guy was contending that like 80% of the players in the NBA at that time were on cocaine. Uh, and so the league was suffering some really big image problems. And so, it was in the league's best interest to sort of like up their brand in some way. And so back then the lottery worked differently. Uh, Prior to 1985, correct me if I'm wrong, this is based on my knowledge from this video that I just watched. It was the top two teams had a coin flip and whoever won the coin flip got the top pick, or sorry, The teams with the worst two records, and when I say top two, I don't mean they're good in any way. I don't want to condone losing like this. Uh, So the bottom two teams, there was a coin flip, and whichever one won the coin flip, they got the first pick. The other one got the second pick. But uh, teams were kind of like angry about this because they said it encouraged tanking because you could just try to lose and get a higher draft pick uh, towards the end of the year when you knew you weren't going to make the playoffs. And so they switched to a lottery system. And in this 1985 inaugural lottery system, it was the top seven teams all had an equal shot of getting the number one overall pick. And the New York Knicks happened to be one of those uh, teams that had the worst seven records. So this guy shows the video from the 1985 uh, draft lottery. It was a different consulting firm. First, he shows all the things that are in basically he's like this conspiracy theorist, all the things that are in favor of it, like being rigged for the Knicks to win the top overall pick to, and for extra context, Patrick Ewing was this amazing college basketball player and was just like hyped as like the best, like prospect ever at this time. Like he yes. was like the greatest basketball player and people were like, Oh my gosh, whoever he goes to, um, uh, going to be amazing so all that to say they have the seven envelopes in there the there was a consulting firm involved at this time it was the same consulting firm that was like on retainer with the knicks and so they were sort supposed to be a neutral third party but they were also the knicks like personal consulting firm and they showed the video of the guy so the guy comes out there's this sort of like Tumbler thing mm-hmm. and he puts in the seven envelopes and he puts them in individually and the one that has the Knicks uh, each envelope had the logo of the team in there and then when he puts the Knicks envelope in he bangs it against the like center thing of the mm. tumbler to make a bend in the envelope and then while the thing is tumbling, he, like, turns the tumbler for, like, not even that long. But while he's doing that, David Stern is watching. David Stern is the commissioner, and he's the one who's going to end up, like, pulling the mm-hmm. envelope out to say who has the first pick. David Stern watches the tumbler intently the whole time on the video. Mm-hmm. Then when You're he goes to pick it. it out, he takes a very deep breath as if he was doing something. And this is all according to this Conspiracy Theory Guys video. Anyway, he pulls it out. And uh, he flips all the envelopes over, and then pulls out the one that had a little bend in the corner. Oh boy! From where the guy banged it up against the thing, it was the Knicks. And then Patrick Ewing went to the Knicks. They didn't win any championships, but theoretically the NBA got more popular from that, and it was all rigged.
1: Hmm. Um. Yes, there's a lot. That is one of there's a lot of people that think that lottery was rigged. Um, and just using envelopes, if anything else is a bad. Strategy right because that's they're much easier. Oh, gosh. Okay, so oh, sorry, sorry,
0: I spent the entire commercial break talking. Uh, this, uh, we're doing it right now. The heat did not okay. And the way pick. it's worth the way that they reveal it is they start
1: from the last pick among the lottery, so the 14th pick, and they reveal the team. So you basically you so, get so confirmation far it's been in order, yeah, yeah. You get confirmation if you will, you'll see if a team jumped into the lottery. Because, like, if this
0: team in the twelfth spot is not who is the twelfth worst team? So far, it's um, been none of the teams that had like a less than one percent shot of jumping into the top three, or maybe higher of jumping in the top three. Anyway, the top so far it's gone in order. The Pistons were just announced. Yeah, Uh, the Hornets. I think this is also yeah, this is in order. Yeah. So this is a good thing for the Sixers so far. Um, This is
1: yeah, it's it's good. Oh, that that's means, bad that means i think that means somebody jump
0: oh because the, oh, the, the pelicans oh, jumped, the pelicans, jumped, the pelicans, jumped, the pelicans jumped. got a top three pick oh my gosh yes this oh is my the best. gosh oh man oh no this is hilarious oh, <laughs> oh yes pelicans please jump. number one please number one. Oh and Oh my gosh. Oh man, because that means they get to keep their pick because the Pelicans actually had traded their pick yes. to the Kings. It was oh, top no. three protect does, it. Did it. No, was it, it, was, it... it was top three protect. They traded right, it to the Kings. Does, does it mean when he said the Kings, does that actually mean the Kings kept it? Oh, Joel Uh-oh. Embiid is excited because what? the Knicks. What is Joel Embi- Joel Embiid is nodding his head back and forth and sticking his tongue out. The Timberwolves. So I think Joel Joel is just living that life So it looks like the you do not get the Lakers pick because the Lakers are also top three. No, sorry, we're way far up sorry, the way they have this graphic (laughs) is terrible. Okay, (laughs) now I
1: think if we heard the audio we would this would make more sense. He's going Um, really fast. I'm surprised at how fast he's going. So worst case now we get the fifth pick. We the Sixers.
0: (gasps) Yes, pick swap, pick swap. We trade we we did the pick swap. Oh, no. Oh, my Wait, God. they already showed it. They showed they got the first pick. Is that true? They just showed. Uh, look at Wait. the top right corner. Top three picks ordered to be revealed, but they just did the pick swap and what? they showed the Sixers. I Wait. think the Sixers got the first pick from oh, Sacramento. My. What? They wow, totally okay. screwed up this graphic. So we,
1: we had the rights. We're in the top three. We don't get
0: the pick. Oh, no, pick. they're showing. We don't get the oh, Lakers see, pick. they already showed. Yeah, th- okay. th- we got excited for the Pelicans for nothing because that was actually the Sacramento pick, which they had already said was conveyed to the Pelicans, which was in the right spot.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, fake news. Fake you news hear fake all the news way. Here. I don't
0: understand this order. Did, did the it's Sixers not, get number one overall? They're just saying oh, those are three teams that are the, left. Okay. And they
1: added the Sixers there because they that that confirms that they were in there. So
0: all this false alarm was that they... <laughs>
1: the sixers but th- they did we did they swap did picks swap with in, the kings so yeah so we would have so here so <laughs> we traded it we traded it the rights so you you can do a tra- me and court could do a trade where i could give him a uh he could give me a player and i'll maybe give him a pick and i'll say hey in 2017 if my pick is is worse than yours then we get to trade uh, we did that with the kings um <laughs> In a heist, or uh, the former general manager Sam Hankey, genius that he was, heisted the kings and got all of these awesome things, like this pick swap. If this and so so basically, the kings got what would have been our pick, the fifth pick. Um, so we did swap, um, and now we get one
0: of the top three picks, which is crazy. So, but basically if we they get the bumped. first
1: pick. Oh, and it's the commercial now. Sorry, what, go ahead.
0: Wait, so the Suns were the top three, right? Or who is the four it's, right now? Um who had the top three? No, I
1: think Suns were four. So I think it was yeah, it's but Boston like,
0: Lakers Philly. Originally who So so it would be
1: Kings, <coughs> Lakers, Boston or Nets, (laughs) right, right. But
0: yeah, I, I mean, like, who had the original? The Suns were the were the bottom three. The Suns
1: were the second worst team.
0: Okay, yeah. So the Suns were the ones who were bumped out by the Kings. Yes. So, which was good for Philly because they would have gotten bumped down a slot from that, but instead they get a swap picks at the Kings, who were the ones who bumped the Suns out of that spot.
1: And this was this was the event that like me and most Sixers fans wanted the most. Because it also makes this guy, Sam Hinky, that we really adore, look even smarter because he had the, the he was smart enough to get the, these swap rights. Um and if this ends up being the first pick, Philadelphia <laughs> is gonna go crazy. That place where those thirty five hundred people are is gonna be nuts. There's so, gonna, it is gonna be nuts.
0: Right. And so they showed the logos and they we're at a commercial break right now for context and and the Three teams that are in the running for the top three uh are the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Sixers. But this is because the the Celtics are in there. They're also in the Eastern Conference Finals right now. They're in there because they made this trade a long time ago, where they got all the Nets' first round picks for like eternity. Oh gosh, trade here away Paul Pierce. Yes. Oh yeah. So here's the now. We should turn up the audio a little bit while I'm talking. Uh, just so we. Can oh, we it. got the, oh, the Sixers pick. Sixers got the third pick. Joel Embiid rolled his eyes. And, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of a disappointment, but it was good insurance still by Sam Hinkie to have that pick swap. The Celtics got the. First the Celtics pick. got the first overall pick and are Gosh, also playing the in the Eastern Conference Finals. I right hate now. the Celtics. Ray, what uh, do you feel right now? Well, I'm glad.
1: I'm glad we got the pick swaps. Um, that's fun. So and and third is third is we moved up we went from the fourth worst to the third worst team and that means that we will either get I do think that there are three very good guys like Markel Fultz I think is by far the best guy and then most people most people will probably think Lonzo Ball is probably going to be chosen by the Lakers Ugh. which I'm okay with I don't really want Lonzo um, and then we then that would leave Josh Jackson for us if we want him who's a I, I kind of like I kind of like him, even if he's not the ideal fit for our team. Kansas but. East, yes, yes. Um,
0: I say that because Joel Embiid, who represented the Sixers at the lottery here, uh, also went to Kansas as indeed. Josh Jackson, the prospect. I remember another time when we did one of these um, uh, lottery sort of podcasts uh, after the Sixers got certain picks. You were super excited about Kristaps Porzingis. I just want yes. to put that out there. Yeah. Which is still, like, you probably would have rather had him than Jaleel, Jaleel. At Fork.
1: But. I would have. I think I talked myself into Jaleel, <laughs> but definitely the idea. Th- Chris Stapps always had higher upside and was a better fit. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely also just turned into a crazy player. Um, this, right. I think this is, in terms of the NBA landscape, this is a a pretty interesting outcome because... The Celtics are probably the most likely to try to trade that pick. Yes. For Jimmy Butler, Paul George, or I don't know that they would give up that pick for Paul George. I think they probably shouldn't, but um but yeah, they've got the this will be this will be an interesting thing for drama
0: uh this off season. The the Celtics could try to build a super team using yeah. this pick. So I mean it's kind of a weird both of those like top players are kind of a weird fit, right? They...
1: yeah yeah um, I yeah I, I think so I think that they've got a lot of deci- basically I just think they need to consolidate like a lot of good young players into something else um, right.
0: because now they have they have their superstar with Kelly <laughs> <laughs> Oh Kelly um, game seven baby yeah nothing easy yeah
1: so the guys Markel Fultz should be the should be the top pick um and so if he if they take him they basically have a bunch of guards already they have Isaiah Thomas they have Avery Bradley they have Marcus Smart um they have Terry Rozier who they really like <laughs> um who actually looked okay in the playoffs as much as I hate to say it but um I don't yeah it doesn't I think if they're going for the long game and they want to build just like a team that can be very good for the next 10 years, they should take faults and not even think about it. But if they want to try to make a power move, um, like Magic Johnson looks so happy. He should be. I mean, but be. are they
0: going to be good enough to make their pick not be that good next year? Or will the Sixers have a shot at some Oh, tasty, that's the other thing.
1: That's the other thing. So now we've got the Lakers pick unprotected. I think they're still going to be terrible next year. I think even if they trade it for Paul George, which people are saying is a possibility, they're still going to be terrible. They basically don't have, they don't have any good players on their team. Yeah, they have some guys who are decent at offense and bad at at defense, um,
0: but their guys just aren't that good. Gut reaction for me is that they'll they'll definitely be a lottery team. I don't think they'll be top three like worst record, but I think they'll be a lottery team that definitely you know roll the dice coming up into and same which just happened to the Sixers they got the the Kings pick there yeah so that would be pretty funny if the Sixers uh got top three from the Lakers pick that yeah yeah
1: and it gives it kind of lines up nicely so now we have the unprotected Lakers pick next year the following year we have the unprotected Kings pick man um so
0: you're gonna be just like the Celtics we have a bunch of guys that are like kind of good and you're like man I wish we had two superstars and a terrible rest of the team so we could be like the pelicans (laughs) (laughs) yes but we got we got our superstars we
1: got our joel Embiid. we got our ben simmons and uh yeah um so this was a good i'm 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 satisfied with the outcome um this was this was probably like above immediate we could have had just the fourth fifth or sixth pick or seventh We might have been able to just have the seventh pick.
0: Yes, that was a possibility, although very unlikely. I think.
1: I think if we, I think if we got the seventh pick, maybe then it was like highly likely that the Lakers. No, it was. It was. It was highly likely. It was by definition the Lakers would have. We would have gotten a Lakers pick too. Because they would have to get bumped out. Yeah, because there would have had to be three teams
0: that jumped in front of us. Yeah, yeah. Whatever I saw, I saw. when it when i so i ran ray has been running the lottery a bunch of times i ran it a few times i'm not gonna lie today uh at at my lunch break at work Uh, (laughs) uh, and the i i mostly got the four and five pick just only the four and five pick um so it seems like the third pick was like kind of a good uh, yeah middle of the road but like a less common you know what i mean it wasn't wasn't like the dream scenario but it was like better than average i
1: think it was yeah i think it was yeah a slightly better than average outcome plus you still hold on to that
0: lakers thing yeah
1: and there's two really good guys right now next year's draft michael porter jr and Luka Doncic, um who people are pretty
0: excited about um so so yeah I, i feel michael porter jr is everything that's wrong with college basketball (laughs) <laughs> he could yeah. have gone to play for Virginia But instead he committed to Washington And then when Washington fired their coach His dad was hired by the University of Missouri And then he committed to play for the University of Missouri So yeah. That just seems a little weird Yeah You can hire someone's dad And you can't pay players to come to your school But you can pay their parents yeah. To have a job This is probably a whole nother podcast
1: But yeah I agree The NCAA is a silly unethical organization i actually applaud it i applaud family uh players and their families when they do things like this to try to like actually oh yeah i don't blame him or or his
0: dad like yeah but it's
1: i mean the system is you know it's silly um basically it would be totally like he wouldn't be able to play if he sold his jersey you know yeah exactly because the ncaa is just like ridiculous um but of course it's like oh yeah you can just hire somebody's dad and then that's okay um they basically i think they should have a way to compensate the players and it should just be above board and there shouldn't be all this fuss about it cuz those players uh generate a lot of revenue for those universities and for those towns and they should be able to be compensated for it the- or they should be allowed to just go to the nba if they want to do that
0: right it's a weird little like collusion between like the nba and the ncaa that's yeah. like a lot of value that's a lot of value generated and not a lot going to the people that like generate that value indeed like yeah some shady some shady practices but I yeah just check in check in on another podcast to have a big old rant about that from ray just a yeah. full hour of ray ranting ncaa takedown yeah um. featuring josh myers <laughs> <laughs> former college athlete <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Um. So cool. So draft lottery. That was exciting.
0: How do you that feel about? Cool. It? How do you feel about it? Um. I feel like that it wasn't. So it was exciting. I feel a little bad that we got excited about the Pelicans and were dumb about that and didn't realize that yeah. they were just shown the Kings because I think we could have figured out the Kings wouldn't have been in that slot if we were I... smart about it. If the Pelicans, yeah. yeah. They, like, automatically showed which team the pick was actually going to, which is nice. I feel like I haven't had that in the past. Like, it would say, like, the graphic, but it would be, like, asterisk, oh, but it's actually going to whoever.
1: Yeah, and I think also it's because we were listening to it on mute. The way they flashed a gentry, like, that's, I think, what was signaled it for me. I was like, oh, that was the Pelican slot. Yeah. And they They flashed a gentry to show that, like... Oh, he didn't, but I just, we just, I just misinterpreted. Yeah, I'm it.
0: not sure whether they flashed to Gentry or not, but they didn't flash to the King's guy. Like they just skipped anything. Mm. I think they were just showing like general studio scene. Yeah. It was like an enough where it was like, oh my god, like what happened? Cause we were super like the four picks before that. We like knew it was going in order Yeah, it was like going according to script. Yeah. We probably should have print <laughs> out the order and then that obviously would have. we Yeah. No, we we prepared heavily for this uh, and spent a lot of money. So if anybody wants to like donate to our Kickstarter or whatever, uh, or just Venmo me, uh, you can just Venmo at Charles Anderson Five and ask him to send it along to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that was um, that was a little disappointing. It was kind of cool that the pick swap. We take happened. bitcoins
1: too. Oh we yeah, take we take
0: bitcoins. T- We take Bitcoins, we take um, Euros, we take British Pounds, we take Egyptian Pounds. Mm -hmm. Pokemon cards. We take Pokemon cards (laughs) or Pokemon cards, whatever you want. Yeah. Philly style. Uh, Yeah, so it wasn't like, and then by the time the top three picks were announced, it was kind of like, yeah. So I think you're feeling like we could have done better. No, I feel like it just could have been a little more, like, dramatic. Like, yeah. there wasn't a super crazy thing that happened because the pick swap ended up just being kind of, like, insurance. Like, the Sixers got kind of close to where, like, a little bit better than they would have done normally. Um, yeah. Give, but, I actually do think
1: that, depending on how you feel about Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson and Alonzo Ball, it actually could be a big
0: no, difference. Yeah. It was a big difference that they got it, but, yeah. like, sort of the excite. Like, if they had got it and it had turned into the first one or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah and i would say for me just
1: even the fact that the swap happened basically the goal of the lottery if you guys are going to become lottery fans if you're rooting for a team is they get to the they go to a commercial break before they do 14 through 4 and then they go to a commercial break and so the goal is to get to the commercial break that's the goal you know and so i got there i had that excitement that they could get the one pick i had the excitement that the pick swap happened so that was pretty much I feel satisfied,
0: you know? I Yeah. I, yeah. It was a good one. It was yeah. a good one. I feel satisfied as well. I'm excited to see, you know, sort of what happens with these picks and whether I, – I think the Lonzo Ball thing will be interesting. I assume the Lakers will just take him, but he seems like somebody – that's a whole mess of nonsense with him. Yeah. Because uh, his dad – for context, his dad is, like, just this crazy guy who, like – says all sorts of not, you know, crazy stuff all the time.
1: Yeah, his dad and and just kind of it's is he's basically saying things if he just said silly things that would be less bothersome, but he basically says things that puts his son in an awkward position. Like we're watching Steph Curry right now and I think he said that his son is better than Steph Curry and things like that and, you know, he's I don't know, he talked about how his kids are gonna be better than LeBron James' kid because they had to like work harder for it or something or other. It just all these things that I think is gonna make it hard. It's gonna it just like not gonna be fun for Lonzo to have to deal with. Yeah, but by all accounts, he's not like he seems like there's been no he's he's not like he said or done that anything yeah. that like would cause you to you know. Think that he's a troublemaker or, or whatever, and even when that does happen, there's lots of times like lots of false things about that. But all by all accounts, he was like a awesome guy, and he changed the way UCLA
0: played. And um he so. seems, yeah, he seems his whatever his confidence level is, it's merited. You know, all yeah. these guys, you gotta yeah. have good confidence, and it seems like he has that. So, yeah, regardless of his dad saying all these, it would be, it would, yeah, I can I imagine it would be hard to have your dad sort of saying all those things yeah when you were the one who was like actually generating the spotlight with your actual play yeah um all right so yeah you've mentioned steph curry it looks like we're uh, just at the start of game two here of this western conference final we have previously submitted our picks to this uh sort of betting uh well not real betting but uh prediction sort of uh game so we Even usually, so, and usually in these podcasts, we do each round, we'll do like a a preview. Um, But in this case, we couldn't do a preview because the Eastern Conference playoffs hadn't finished in time for game one of this series. Mm -hmm. So the Golden State is already up one, and a bunch of crazy stuff already happened. Steph Curry's beard, I know there's something about like glass houses and throwing stones. (laughs) Steph Curry's beard (laughs) looks pretty garbage. Oh, actually, I was surprised how full it is. I.
1: And someone commented on this, but before it didn't seem like he could grow that much facial hair.
0: This seems like a Mm. new development. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. What sort of things would make you grow a more full beard? Shirley Temples.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, there there are definitely insinuations that uh, it was related to some kind of performance enhancing drugs. Because um, he didn't make it through the whole season last year when he had yeah. that little skimpy beard. Yeah, and he had these. He had these. Uh, y- earlier in his career, he had lots of ankle issues, and a lot of times actually, st- the the classic perception of steroids is that you'd use them to get stronger. But what really people have found out is that most of the time, athletes were using them. They're using them to heal quicker, um, and maybe build strength and uh, things that were chronically injured. Uh, so. I actually don't want to cast any aspersions. Yeah. Harry is using steroids, but that was the idea. It does seem like he is able to grow uh, significantly more facial hair.
0: You Um, know, I mean, I I don't also want to cast any aspersions on him for that. Yeah. Other, you know, just acting silly or something, sure. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I don't, yeah. I also don't think so. I also think, you know, how old is he? He's a little bit younger than us, right? Yeah. He's probably kind of got a little bigger. When I was 29 ish, maybe. Yeah. 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 I think once, as you're going up to like 35, your beard gets bigger and like more and more full, maybe. Yeah. That seems totally possible. And I actually, I like it. I think it's
1: a nice looking beard.
0: If it makes him happy and it's not hurting anybody else. You know, I'm down with it. Speaking yeah. of ankle issues and I hurting anybody else. I think his beard else. is better than Durant's beard. I don't, <laughs> yeah. Speaking I don't really of like ankle it. issues and not hurting
1: anybody else.
0: <laughs> I Well, we should probably, maybe we should just say what our predictions were here. Okay, so let's go through our predictions. Uh, Ray, it looks like I'm looking up the form right now on my phone and it looks like you had uh, Golden State in a sweep. I did. Um, I had picked the the Warriors to
1: sweep the first two series and they did and I've kind of thought going into the playoffs that especially if Durant was healthy that this team was just incredibly good and unstoppable um, so I wasn't like I thought basically them sweeping through the playoffs going 16-0 which has never happened was, was actually a possibility um, so in this I actually thought rationally that the Warriors in five was probably a more likely outcome, but I just was kind of like, I'm gonna just roll with it. Go Warriors with four, Warriors in four, and I do think that they're substantially better than the Spurs. And Kawhi had sprained his ankle in the last series. Kawhi, uh, Leonard, the Spurs' best player, um, and so I just went Warriors in four.
0: Yeah, I uh, I agree that I think they're definitely a better team. Um, I ended up going with spur, uh, sorry, not spurs at all. I went warriors and five, which is a slightly more confident vote for the spurs. Um, and I went with that because even in their, in their closeout game against Houston, Kawhi Leonard, their best player did not play. And they managed to seemingly demoralize the rockets into mm-hmm. like just playing really terribly. Um, and you know, like, they have some other good players. Lamarcus Aldridge, Patty Mills is good. Pau Gasol used to be really good. They have like these guys that are like, and you know, they have they they're the system team. Yeah, they have a good coach. I figured, and and previously I picked the Warriors in five and the Warriors in five. uh, In this <laughs> sort of like, oh man, they'll just have like one really bad game and like yeah. they'll lose that one. And the Spurs also had beat them two to one in the regular season series. Oh. So like with uh. With Kawhi, it seemed like they would be pretty fine to win at least one game. Yeah. Uh, it seemed, you know, and just like, pr- like actual probability-wise, that was probably the best bet. Yeah. Um, but I respect that you just kept with what, you know, you let it ride, basically, with your yeah predictions.
1: I also thought it would be more fun to root for. Like, if they go into the finals not having lost a game,
0: that'll yeah. be pretty exciting. I hope they go up 3-0 on the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers uh. come back and beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry cries. Um, Actually, that would be so. If they
1: were, if they were up three zero, and they had basically, if they were fifteen and (laughs) zero, and then the Cavs came back and
0: won the last four, that would be bananas. Oh my gosh, that would be so nuts. Unfortunately, also, well, it's kind of unclear whether the real Josh Myers or the fake Josh Myers has tainted uh, the Spurs or just tainted everybody but the Warriors. Yes. Uh, we'll get into that. We probably won't get into that, but there could be a, there could be a actual curse upon the other teams besides the Warriors. Yes. Uh,
1: our friend is fond of the Spurs and, uh, the teams that he roots for tend to lose. And so, especially when rooting actively. Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: and he's passively rooted for the Spurs a little bit more. And I think they've been successful when he does that, but
1: after they win, he uses
0: pronouns like we, um, (laughs) like we won. Um, but uh yeah and for context i am wearing david robinson of the spurs socks right now but i would i would never say we with respect to the spurs yeah uh um you got a nice little hole there in your in your foot i do have hole in the socks uh, these socks some people have said that i should throw them out even though there's a hole in the heel no so yeah i agree they're still good yeah give a shout out to pick and joel he was the one who gave me these socks
1: joel Oh, I should have uh, wear my Allen Iverson. Joel also gave me Allen Iverson
0: socks. I think they would have been a nice accessory for tonight. And when Ray says but... Allen Iverson, he means. <laughs> how did you? How did you actually say that? That was impressive. Did I said Allen
1: Iverson? Yeah, it was just super that was probably more clear. style.
0: Yeah, Allen, Iver- Allen Iverson. Bubba Chuck. Uh, Allen Iverson, uh, who everyone knows. Yeah.
1: Um. For the six. Okay. So you went Warriors in four. I went. Sorry, you went Warriors in five. I went Warriors in four. Yeah. Um, I still think both are in play. I have a Kawhi. So there was a controversial play in the first game where Kawhi Leonard, the Spurs' best player, went up for a jump shot, and he was being guarded by Zaza Pachulia. The Warriors' best player. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite the Warriors' best player. Um, Nothing easy (laughs) Game seven, um,
0: baby. <laughs>
1: but an interesting fella. Uh, and he's known for being physical, if nothing else, um, and scrappy. Uh, and he, as Kawhi jumped, you know, he was going towards Kawhi to contest the shot. But as Kawhi jumped, he basically kind of continued, um, like, underneath him. And then uh, land. Kawhi landed on him and sprained his ankle really bad and w- yeah what do you think about that play
0: court so i looked it up actually today um just cuz you had mentioned it in a different email and i i did not see that game live because i was playing a soccer game at the time um otherwise i totally would have watched game 1 um and to also for context, the Spurs were up a lot at that point. Yeah, I think did. they
1: were by like 22 points maybe.
0: Oh, I thought it was like 16, but yeah. they were up by like double digits and were like solidly you know, playing well and whatnot, which was a good sign for Ray not getting the sweep, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, and then yes. I would have felt like actually nervous on the other side of like they would have won too many games for my five-game prediction to be right. Um, anyway, it looked like he definitely like – turned his head and took another little extra shuffle step towards him as he like closed out. But like, I don't think it was like super intentionally dirty at all. Like, it just looks like he was like, he has this sort of like box out ish instinct of like being maybe a little more interior defender normally or something where like, yeah, I'm going to like turn my butt towards them. And in the process of turning my butt, I'm going to like put my foot out. He didn't like stick his foot way under his feet or anything like that. It ended up being under his foot, but it wasn't like, oh man he like is super trying to do this like yeah which is uh, that maybe uh, like based on the twitter reaction initially people were like going nuts about it yeah
1: that was and i I explained this in the email you referred to but when i saw on twitter that everybody's freaking out about it i was like oh man this must be bad and then i watched it and it didn't it didn't look that intentional at first glance but then some folks kind of broke it down and basically once the guy is up in the air as a defensive player, you're generally trying to like not go towards him so you don't foul him. Mm. Um, and there's like there's a, there's a kind of illogical motion towards Kawhi that doesn't really make sense from a defensive perspective. Right. I think the box out thing kind of actually could make sense. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't. So it's hard to explain why he would have done that unless he was just seeking to foul him or unless he was like hoping that he landed on him. Right. And I, I guess I tend to think, I do think that he did it with a desire at, le- at least to like hit him. Um, and I think it also is going make me, so the coach of the Spurs, Greg Popovich, who's re- incredibly well-respected uh, and thought of probably as the best coach. He came out and put, he just came out and put him on blast. He went on this like two minute rant and he talked about how Zaza has always been a dirty player. He's like, ask all these other guys about Zaza, um, and and he was actually saying like Zaza. I don't know if that's how he says it, but that's how Pop was pronouncing it. Yeah, sounds um, right. And basically, he's like Georgian or something. Yeah, uh, country, not the state. Yeah. Um, and. Uh,
0: Basically, if Pop was going to put him on blast that hard, I feel like at least Pop thought
1: that it was intentional.
0: Yeah. Um, and and as many people have noted, he knows one since he coached Bruce Bowen for yes. so long. Yes,
1: that's another story. It's totally <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Actually, somebody pulled up these hilarious quotes where where you know reporters like 10 years ago were like, so yeah, Bruce Bowen, he kind of keeps sticking his feet under these guys <laughs> and they bust their ankle. What's up with that? And he just like, gets so defensive and goes super hard in defensive. Bruce Bowen and Bruce Bowen, like he had some egregious ones. Yeah. Everybody (laughs) knows he was like the dirtiest player. Um, And obviously the Spurs organization was aware of that. And if nothing else, it doesn't seem like they were like, Hey, why don't you not try to break people's ankles when they go up for a jump shot? Yeah.
0: Um, But it's hard. I mean, you know, it's a foul, but it's, these things happen in the game you're never gonna have a game where nobody steps on some like lands on somebody else you know
1: yeah i think I, that gr- if and you granted see... yeah you
0: you shouldn't get under people on purpose yeah like
1: yeah i think i would be if i'm like adam if i'm adam silver the commissioner of the nba i would be thinking about i mean it is it's pretty impossible to try to uh determine intent and that like certainly wasn't malicious but um ultimately the NBA wants the best players to be playing like this game would be you know infinitely more interesting if Kawhi was playing um and so I don't know I would be thinking about it if I was Adam Silver is there a way to kind of have more accountability like if you happen (laughs) to stick your feet under a guy like a couple of times in a season and break a couple ankles like like can is that reason enough like even if it's just an accident but you right. it's an accident that happens with you a lot
0: then i mean you could make it a flagrant in some way too like i yeah wouldn't think that would be the worst thing in the world i was laughing while you were saying that because javel mcgee just had a play where he tried to pass it and threw it out of bounds really in a funny way and then like sprinted back on defense javel mcgee is the best um <laughs> he's he's entertaining anyway yeah yeah, I, I, something like that where, yeah, you could get a suspension for it or you, it could be a flagrant and like the team would get the ball back after yeah. they shoot free throws or something like that because it was just a regular foul, yeah. as I recall. Um, yeah, so anyway, that that puts a little damper on the Spurs' hopes of winning more games in this yes. series. and They're they are also down right now. They're currently
1: losing by 10 points or <laughs> 12 points in the first quarter. Yeah, uh, they... So that is not a good sign. And they, yeah, they just, they don't really, Manu Ginobili, who has the ball right now, uh, he's one of their only guys that really kind of can create shots, and he's like 40 years old. Uh, so it's not a, he can't do it for that many minutes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, because they also lost Tony Parker, who was another guy that could generate offense. And he was um, also super old. Also super old, and, and Kawhi Leonard would generate a lot of their offense, and now he's out so tough times it is uh
0: johnson you know, simmons all the way tough times in san antonio uh, i still think they're gonna pull one of these out either tonight or the next two games yes
1: yeah i, I yeah say three I, games and I was like <laughs> you know, i actually do, i Alex would
0: probably time. if i had to say what was more likely i'd probably say the sweep is most likely but Um, Say you give them a 20% shot. I mean, now they're at a pretty low percent of winning this game. But say you give them a 20% shot of winning the next two games. You really think the Warriors are that much better?
1: So if they're 20% shot, let's just say they're 20% in the next three games, then it would easily over 50. So then the chances that the Warriors would win would be four cubed, right? Uh, 64 over 125. Right, four-fifths cubed. And so so that would be like 50-50, basically, if you gave them a 20% chance in each of the three games.
0: Yeah, 64% game. chance of, of sweeping if there was two games left, if you gave them a 20%. And then say you give yeah. another 10% chance on this one, then that's like it's 10% off 66. Six, so yeah, like 50-something. Still higher than 50%. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like the 20% is solid. 20% three games. Yeah. I 64
0: mean, over 125. It's a little bit over. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the they, the Rockets are, like, a, a decent team, and they crushed them that one game. Granted, a very different team than, than Golden State, but if the, yeah. like, Kawhi-less team can still, like, have a weird on game, like, they play well. And then, like, the Warriors have had a few games where they're, like, really brick, like, against Portland, which is a crappy team. They had that game where they should have lost. And I should have gotten my five-game prediction right, but they yes. came back on that one too.
1: Yes. Um, Steph Curry just hit a really good shot. I think people probably aren't talking enough about how good Steph Curry has been, and that's really what... You know, he, they they did well in the playoffs last year despite Steph Curry being somewhat injured and not playing his best. Uh, and if he's firing and Durant's firing, which they basically are, that's kind of... Unstoppable. It makes them so, pretty good.
0: Yeah. We'll see how they fare against the Celtics. Yeah. Terry Rogier.
1: It's like when you've got a couple of really good heroes in Dota and they just
0: raid the tower and just destroy the and tower. You can't give them free farm for that long. <laughs> you just can't give them free farm.
1: What's now a free how farm? You have a
0: solution for them? It's free farm. There some Is characters... that associated with
1: Pachamama's Pantry?
0: No. I mean, yes. It's kind of like if you give somebody like free space to grow their papaya trees, they're of course they're going to grow really big. You can't just like you got to go mm. over there and control those papaya trees. Okay. It's kind of like in basketball if you just are like if there's a really good player on the other team and you're like, "Okay, we'll just like, you know, guard him one-on-one with our best defender. We're not going to do a special scheme for them. Mm. Like we're just going to treat him like a normal player." It's, okay. Like, of course they're going to like do good stuff against you you gotta like account for them
1: so in dota sometimes you gotta mitigate yeah you gotta pay more attention
0: to like a certain hero versus another hero okay like
1: and is that because of the attributes or the of the hero or because of the person controlling the hero is just really
0: good almost entirely like the role the hero plays Mm. it's like different than basketball where like one position like can be like equally important and stuff like in dota they're like kind of based on the importance of like how like at the end of the game like who's going to be like the most like influential
1: do dota teams have do they generally have pretty like consistent structures i don't even know what categories they'd be but maybe like each team has like two heroes that are focused mostly focused offensively and three heroes that are mostly focused
0: defensively um not in terms of like going out on the map but they do have very specific roles in terms of like this hero is gonna like be the one who tries to attack the other team and then these other heroes and like get like better and stuff and these other heroes their job is to like keep those heroes alive and like okay do like like stuff on the map to like control like the map and stuff okay so like
1: that makes sense And is one of those, like, is the best Dota, does the best Dota
0: player tend to be a particular role? Yes. Okay. Generally, and I don't know if it's, like, actually, and it's also kind of unclear. There's no, like, advanced statistics, weirdly, even though it would be really easy to do with, like, computers. It's also, like, the rules change a lot, so that makes it really hard to analyze because, like, each new tournament, there will be, like, sort of a new set of rules because, like, they want, like, other players to keep engaged. And so, like, they'll have a patch, like, each new tournament, like, big tournament. Okay. And so like that makes it hard to like compare across eras. It's like maybe this player was good at this certain mm-hmm. patch and another player was good at another one. Okay, but that's interesting. Generally based on like sort of ego and stuff, like the the there's kind of like two top like roles and like the best players, like the ones with the highest uh matchmaking ranking, which is the Elo score for them, they'll play one of those top 2 like um like start off the game kind of weak and need like help and like the other players help them and then became become strong at the end of the game okay. and like uh, are relied upon to carry the team.
1: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So as one or two of the player, one player could have a quarterback like
0: outsized effect on the success of their team. Yes. And then there's like also the weird thing, which is like that the heroes are drafted beforehand, and like that's a whole different meta game, is like picking the heroes that are going to be used in the game, and it's kind of like the snake draft that happens before every match, um, and the player it's based a player will do that, but they'll have support from their other team mates to like pick the heroes, and that can have a big influence too. So it's kind of like a separate sort of that's also important. The team captain will do that okay and that's not always the person who plays like that or is the best like mechanically skilled at like clicking the buttons and stuff yeah
1: would the would you say that the the kind of the scale the impact of these patches would it be would you say it's like bigger or smaller than if say in any given nba series they could say okay we're not gonna have a three-point line
0: Ooh, i think so like there is a big one that happened recently that like Maybe like once every like three years, something like that, ch- okay. like a big, like super big change like that. But like once every tournament, they might like change like the shape of the key or something like that. Or okay. like they might change like the five second rule to be like the six second rule, okay. like weird, like small stuff that you'd also just kind of like have to remember too. Yes. Like because
1: it's muscle memory. Yeah. Right?
0: Muscle memory sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it's complex. Yeah. Kinda, yeah anyway. like
1: watching daria uh, Darius Arch is a rookie for the sixers this year i surely talked about him but he played european basketball and they, they have slightly different rules um and so you would see him basically do it the way you know things that are permissible in europe that are not in the nba um like offensive goaltending i think is the the biggest one um, yeah pulling the ball
0: off the rim yeah or, um being soft <laughs> That's How permissible dare you. in Europe. You bite your tongue. <laughs> um That's gonna that's gonna give me a ton of fans. <laughs> People love calling Europeans soft. <laughs> um Darius Arch for the record. He had like multiple teeth
1: uh knocked out of his mouth and he just kept playing in Europe. Uh he is a, he's a tough he's a tough dude. That's uh my thinking. Yeah, I
0: mean probably tougher than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not hard. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. So that's uh that's our little esports roundup there. Probably. Uh, we went over the Western Conference Finals. Do we want to do our uh, Eastern Conference Finals predictions here? Uh, yes. Uh, so I, I actually see. don't have what you picked for that series. Up. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. And but you've made a
1: you've made a prediction. Yes, I've okay. submitted my prediction. Cool. I
0: have also. So,
1: I stuck with a similar theme. Uh <laughs> went with Cavs in 4 even though I th- maybe my head says Cavs in 5 is more likely. Um so the Cavs are playing the Celtics next round. The Cavs have had like a lot of time to rest. The Celtics just finished a really hard-fought series with the Wizards. Um, after a hard fought series of the Bulls and the Cavs have basically uh they demolished the Raptors last series and they swept the the Pacers, albeit they didn't win those games by that many points. But um yeah, I think the Cavs are just a beast. They're just a they're machine and LeBron is like warming up and turning into uh superhuman. Um and I just, they're just a much better team than the Celtics and they're going to be well rested. And, uh, I don't think the Celtics match up well.
0: so yeah, I went Cavs in four. What'd you, would you go with? Nice. Um, I had previously seen that Zaza, Pachulia, a uh, little sticking a foot under a jump shooter. And I said, if he can stick a, shoot, a foot under a jump shooter, then surely Kelly Olenek can stick his foot under all sorts of jump shooters. Yes. Uh, I went with Cavs in seven. Um, wow. I also don't really know how the scoring system works in this thing that we're in <laughs> apparently the conference finals are worth a, a lot more I did not know that when I was picking this but I'm kind of okay with it um, I'm pretty far down in the standing so I think I need to make some more bold moves and I've been also just like when I pick sort of the safe thing I've picked like the one off of the safe thing on all yeah. of these series and you get a lot of points for getting the series length right um, and I've just been terrible at getting the series length right Yeah. So I ended up going for that little outlier, Cavs and seven. I definitely think the Cavs are like way better. I think before Kawhi Kawhi Leonard got injured, the Cavs were like as better than the Celtics as the Warriors were than the Spurs, uh, at least on on one order of like as better. Yeah. Um, but I think like some weird stuff could happen, you know, and and then. If that does happen, then possibly I um, can gain some points. And I think if I lose the series length right, if I get the series length wrong, then I won't be like in last place by a lot. I think I'll still even be like not in last place. Mm -hmm. And this one you have to win first place to get the prize, which is a trophy from the last place person. Um, so I figured if it's a a weirder outcome and I get it right, then I could be like in first going into the finals Mm. and in the finals, it changes in this whole different game where you like wager numbers of points on individual games. Yeah. Um, and so I just wanted to set myself up well for that in terms of like actual, like if I was like picking like based on what I think would happen, I would say, yeah, five games would probably be
1: my guess. Yeah. I think Cabson seven is a good, like higher
0: variance pick. I think that was sound reasoning and um, like i picked it kind of late at night and i was also just kind of like um what would make ray angry <laughs> yeah thanks for experiencing this uh with me uh courtland and uh, listeners and uh um, we'll hear you know thanks we'll for probably, listening to everyone and we'll yeah. do a little uh finals preview i think we'll be yeah. our next one and we'll probably talk about the draft before it happens yeah thanks for listening bye have a good night Thank you.